WATD presents Monday Night Talk with your host, Kevin Tachi. If it's Monday night, it's got to be Monday Night Talk with Kevin Tachi. So thanks for having me on. Kevin, good for you to hold back and let him tell his story. Putting the South Shore spin on politics, current events, and pop culture. You guys are the center of the universe today. At least the political universe. I believe both of you are, are from the area. Marshfield guys, yes, no? Correct, yeah. That's right. There's only one person not from Marshfield in this room right now. And it's you. It's me. I'm the outcast. Well, you've always been generous with the time. I appreciate it very much. Well, I'm honored to be on your show tonight, Kevin, with that impressive lineup you have. I believe our guest that we've been waiting for, Congressman Stephen Lynch. Kevin, good to join you. The governor of the Commonwealth, very Charlie good. Becky. You ready? i got to tell you that uh, it was really nice to hear Aerosmith on the intro there. You're going to be the rock and roll governor? I don't know about that. But <laughs> we have Mayor Joe Sullivan joining us, sir. How are you? Well, Kevin, very good to be with you again. Dr. Drew Pinsky. Dr. Drew, are you there? I'm here. Thanks for having me. Mr. Ming Tsai, welcome to the show, sir. Hey, thanks, Kevin. Massachusetts State Auditor Suzanne Bump. Hello, Auditor. How are you? I am fine, and I'm delighted to be with you this evening. And now, your host, Kevin Tachi. T'was the night before Christmas, when all through the house, not a creature was stirring. <laughs> not even a the stockings were hung by the chimney with care, in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The children were nestled all snug in their beds, while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. And Mama in her kerchief and I in my cap had just settled our brains for a long winter's nap. When out on the lawn there rose such a clatter, I sprang from my bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new-fallen snow gave a luster of midday to objects below. When what to my wondering eyes did appear but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer? With a little old driver so lively and quick, I knew in a moment he must be St. Nick. More rapid than eagles his courses they came, and he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer and Vixen. On, Comet, on Cupid, on Donder and Blitzen. To the top of the porch, to the top of the wall, now dash away, dash away, dash away all. As leaves that before the wild hurricane fly, when they meet with an obstacle, mount to the sky. So up to the housetop the coursers they flew, with the sleigh full of toys, and St. Nicholas too. And then in a twinkling I heard on the roof the prancing and pawing of little e each little hoof. As I drew in my head and was turning around, down the chimney St. Nicholas came with a bound. He was dressed all in fur from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. A bundle of toys he had flung on his back, and he looked like a peddler just opening his pack. His eyes how they twinkled, his dimples how merry, his cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry. His droll little mouth was drawn up like a bow, and the beard on his chin was as white as the snow. The stump of a pipe he held tight with his teeth, and the smoke, it encircled his head like a wreath. He had a broad face and a little round belly that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. He was chubby and plump, a right jolly old elf, and I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work, and filled all the stockings, then turned with a jerk. And laying his finger aside of his nose, and giving a nod, up the chimney he rose. 
He sprang to his sleigh, to his team gave a whistle, and away they all flew like the down of a thistle. But I heard him exclaim as he drove out of sight. Happy Christmas to all, and to all a good night. You are tuned in to Monday Night Talk, a special edition here on 95.9 WATD. And uh, that was a visit from St. Nicholas brought to you by, we'll talk first with State Rep Josh Cutler. Rep Cutler, thank you so much for this suggestion to open up our show this Christmas Eve. Good evening, Kevin, and Merry Christmas to you and to all your listeners out there. It's great to be here with you and great to be here with my esteemed colleagues who uh, I think we enjoyed that little recitation. Right? It- it's worth noting that. Took a few takes, so the listeners may not have heard the takes that didn't get on the air, but, uh, you know. <laughs> Under the bus. And thank you for my six <laughs> words I had to say. <laughs> now, of course, this, the whole idea for us doing this segment was something, a previous conversation that I had the rep, with the representative a couple of weeks ago, where he had suggested, hey, let's get some of the South Shore legislators together. And while we can't fit everybody who appears on this radio program to be a part of this segment, well, there are many more Christmases to come. But other than uh, Rep. Cutler, we have Rep. Kathy Lenatra. Hello, Kevin. We have Rep. Matt Muratori. Merry Christmas. And, of course, State Senator Patrick O'Connor. Merry Christmas, Kevin. Merry Christmas. I want to thank you guys for joining us for this particular show and, uh, you know, sacrificing a little bit of time just to kind of talk to the listeners this isn't going to be your ordinary, let's say, let's, you know, bill number 444, whatever it is. The idea is to kind of talk a little bit, no, no, is to talk a little bit about the holiday season and what it, what it means to, you know, be a lawmaker here on, on the South Shore. Um, what, have, what are your respective Christmases like? Um, you know, we'll start with you, Rep Kotler. Sure. Thanks again, Kevin. And you know, it's wonderful to be here, and it's wonderful to be here with uh, some great colleagues and, and the spirit of Christmas and bipartisanship and, and working together. But before we get into all that, Kevin, we wanted to we have a, a small token of, uh, of appreciation for all the work that you do and all the great work that the folks here at WATD ATD does throughout the year. We really appreciate. Uh, it's it's I think it's, it's such a great resource to have a, a station like WATD that covers local news, and we all, uh, you know, enjoy our conversations throughout the year. Uh, and really very appreciative. So we have a small token appreciation, and it is a, um, your listeners can't see it, but I'll describe it. It's a sacred cod ornament um, to uh, go on your Christmas tree or next year's Christmas tree or wherever you would like to, to hang it up, uh, representing, you know, the state house and, and the House of Representatives and, and, the, and, the, and the state Senate. Uh, I don't know if you, I think you're an astute follower of history. You may know the history of the sacred cod, but uh, it is a sacred emblem that uh, is at the state house and so we wanted to give this to you as a, a small token of thanks from all from all of us well what's even better is is it placed in front of you uh, whether you know it or not there are gifts uh-huh. that again the idea of these gifts from uh, Monday night talk is because you each of you give so much of your time uh, to this radio show and so the thought was is to to give back and while you may look at the gift and go huh 
the idea. <laughs> like looking at you, you're Kathy. Not, you're, not really sell- you're not really selling the gift, Kevin. What I'm what I'm saying here is, is while it's it's not you know a a brand new car and it's not you know a, a gift certificate to your favorite restaurant, <clears throat> it's more or less a, a little bit of a token. So if we'll start first can we, with, can we open these now or yeah. Okay. So so that's the idea because it's Christmas. We'll start with Representative Lenatra as she will. And again, there's, there'll be a similarity. Open the card first, Kathy. Oh, sorry. I went right to the gift. <laughs> it goes right to the gift. Oh, my God. Look like kids. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Am I reading the card? It's up to you. Okay. You're welcome to. You can just I'm read gonna... what you can read what Hallmark put in there. You're welcome to do <gasps> the. Oh, I'm going to read what Kevin Did put in here. Thank you for being available for radio segments, co-hosting, or suggesting ideas for shows and discussing the latest issues or news from Beacon Hill and the District Plus being a great friend. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Thank you, Kevin. You're welcome. My, so mine says, thank you for being my favorite representative. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> All the ad-libs are just... I'm sorry. We've, yes. No, no. This is, thank you for the friendship, neighborly support, and countless audio and video productions we have done over the years. I appreciate you always finding the time to sit in on our radio show and discuss the latest from Beacon Hill or your districts. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from Kevin. That's very kind of you and very thoughtful, Kevin. Thank and, you. And, and I also tried to make sure I, give everybody, I gave everybody a... a you know, and you I gave me a Dunkin' Donuts gift card because you know I'm a Dunkin's guy, so I appreciate appreciate that. And the interesting thing here is, is, and I hope, I think everybody got a gift card. Yes. Yes? Yes, thank you. Senator? Yes, Senator. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, I appreciate yes. it. Yeah. Uh, Senator, you're welcome to read either what Hallmark had put in the card, or you can read what, what was written. Well, I know they're uh, they're along the same lines, but, um, you know, Kevin just wanted to really um, thank you for the kind words and for uh, for doing this. You know, I, I think I speak for everyone when I say one of the saddest things that we've seen as far as information goes is the lack of local news. And so WATD provides such a tremendous resource to get a lot of the things that are happening on Beacon Hill, a lot of things that are happening in our communities out there, and uh, especially highlighting uh, this time of year all of the people who are going above and beyond. And I think that that's something that we love to see as, uh, as, as legislators, as people who represent communities, is to be able to showcase the, the important work that, that people are doing all across the South Shore. So WATD gives that outlet, and it's a pleasure and honor for us to be able to to help in, um, in spreading the word through the station. So we appreciate all the work that you do. Yeah, amen. To that. Uh, thank you so much, Senator. Uh, Rep. Muratori. Yeah, this is very nice. Thank you for the card. You open that first. Uh, mine says, um, it doesn't say anything about friendship, by the way. Um, but it says, thank you for being available for show segments, uh, providing the latest happenings from the legislature and your district. On a personal note, thank you for always asking about my dad. And his nursing home situation, your kindness is appreciated. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, Kevin Tachi. And I got Mary, uh, Mary Lou's gift card. Thank you so yeah. much. Thank you very well, much. I, I figure that you, how many daughters do you have? Six. Six. Yeah. Uh, that's not enough to cover them, just so you know. <laughs> I, I, I get that, but I, I figure... I'll take Josh's, too. What, what I did was is I got... I kind of split the, the differences as far as who got Mary Lou's, who got Duncan's. It was kind of tough, because I wanted to get everybody Mary Lou's, but then some people were like, oh, it's sweet coffee, and I didn't, know if, that was, I didn't know if that was the way to go, so... You know, I did, I did, I did my best. Now you did a great job, Kevin. Thank yes. you. I'm good, Thank I'm good you with so Duncan. Much. Yes. So now, what you're about to open this is from. Um, Representative has already opened hers. Just yeah. on record. <laughs> oh, it's the cod. No. I didn't no. eat enough today. So this is oh. from a, a local one of our one of our sponsors oh. here on the radio nice. sh- on the on the on the WATD uh, oh. locals where it's at. 
And well, so, give him a plug. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Fidelity. 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 Oh, oh, my yes. God. Yes. 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 Matthew, you, you want me to take those off your hands? No, I've got them. No. Thank when, you. You care, when you care to give the best, you give Fidelity. Yeah. Thank oh, that's you. Awesome. Appreciate that. yeah. appreciate a good local business. And of yeah. course, if uh, also in Plymouth, too. All of our, our, all of our districts. Plymouth and Pembroke. Plymouth and Pembroke. Yep. And of course, Ron, if you want to sponsor the show, you can give a call to. Thank you so much, Kevin. But again, the thought was is chocolate. Nobody really says no to chocolate, and they probably know somebody who likes chocolate. So that was the idea. You know, yeah. chocolate is on my mind because just recently I went with uh, my brother and my daughter. We went and watched the new uh, Wonka movie. Oh, does anyone know? Oh, no yes. one knows about it. Yeah, I, was I, it? I do. Was it good? So it was good. Hmm. Um, I only had to say it was it was it, had, it was a sort of a musical, which is not typically my yeah. preferred <laughs> genre. You know, genre. Yeah. Uh, but it was well done. It was it was a lot of funny lines. It was you know age appropriate for like kind of all ages. I thought good. so. It was good. a good. It's a good Christmas movie. Sometimes a was it like a prequel to? Wonka? So no, it's it wasn't. A, well, I would call it like an origin story for Willy Wonka. How about a canon? That? Hmm. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So Great. it wasn't. There was no Charlie in the Chocolate Factory at all. It was all about Willy Wonka, and, his, and as a young person, and how he you know built up his chocolate factory. But it was uh, it was well done. So so, the, so I don't want to give away that you know. So of the three, because you had Gene Wilder, you had Johnny Depp. And then who's who's the newest star who's trying to be uh, Wonka? Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet, thank okay. you. So I I am partial to the Gene Hackman one just because that came out the year I was born, I believe, and you know that was my original. But I you know I think they're all good in different ways. This one, I, so I would you know as a reviewer, I would I would say it's definitely worth seeing. Okay. So, yeah, who'd you go with? Uh, my brother uh, and uh, my daughter. My daughter oh, nice, was nice. thirteen, so we had a good uh, age. And there were kids there as young as you know like five or six, I think. And then you know obviously. Uh, all different ages, so it was a good nice. movie. So nice. All right, so the movie review brought to you. So by yeah, you get some. I, I don't just Josh bring Kelly. you know political talk. I bring uh, you know versatile game here, Kevin. You know, I'm surprised you didn't bring your book and talk about that. <laughs> that he, he actually did. We did, I, that. did, I did that before. I did that the show yeah. before Christmas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he yeah. so I already plugged he, that. He, so. he already did. He did plug that because okay, he actually he he. Don't you all know he did an author talk at the State well, House? I'm sure. So well, I think you guys played a role. You guys played a role. Yes, yes. yes. listeners might recall from our last appearance here that we talked about uh, that and, and, and Rep. Muratori. I will say that Rep. Muratori got really into his role and really yelled at me. He did a great job. He did a great job. I did. He attacked me at the beginning. He did. Verbally, of course. But What are the best things about the holiday, especially as whether either as a family person, someone who I might like or maybe not like family? Talk about the best things when it comes to the holiday season personally feature you. I can start. I um I love the holidays. Um, you know, being able to get together with uh, family members that um, you only see a few times a year. I think that that's just such an important tradition to keep uh, to keep going. All of us cousins uh, on the O'Connor side get together uh, up in Stoneham on Christmas Eve, and we make quite a night of it. Um, and then Christmas Day, uh, you know, is really with the direct family, and so. Uh, those are sort of the, the two events that centered around it. But just going to parties, um, you know, throughout the entire month, being able to connect with uh, our colleagues at different events that we go to, the movies. I know that Josh had mentioned the new Wonka movie, but just the movies that are on, the TV shows, just the general demeanor of people being a lot brighter uh, during uh, during these periods of times. And to be able to give it back, too, I think that that's important, being able to uh, ring the bell for the Salvation Army or uh, make some donations to some worthwhile causes and organizations that... Um, that, uh, that need our support. Uh, Rep Miratori. Yeah, um, similar. Um, the Miratori family gets together every Christmas Eve, so we hosted this year last night, everyone at our house. Um, you know, we don't really see them that often. They're all from the area, though. 
um, on you know the South Shore or you know around the Brockton area, and uh, it was just nice getting together with them and uh, you know catching up on what's happening, and uh, you know of course our whole family there as well, and then you know and then you know you look at the holiday season every year, and you know I always look at my schedule and all the events that we have when at the beginning of December coming up and. You look at it, and you kind of dread it a little bit because you're going to be out every night going to all these different events. And But you know what? It's so much fun when you, know, when you get out there, and I'm looking back on it now as you ask the question. And it's just it was it's so joyous to be out with different people and different events uh, throughout the holiday seasons and at different venues. And it was, just, it, was just a, it was just a lot of fun and just, you know, recanting the whole year and, and uh, you know, how well, um, you know, we got through the year and uh, just celebrating with everyone. Rep Lenatra. Well, the Lenatras did something different this year. We usually host Christmas Day for everyone, but we went back to our Italian roots and did the Feast of the Seven Fishes. Um, and I am very fortunate that my husband loves to cook and loves to entertain. So I um, get off really easy on holidays. Uh, but, it, you know, it was nice. It was a very quiet day for us, which was actually quite lovely. Um, but I, I, you know, I like the new tradition, but as everyone said, it's, it's getting out. It is a very, very busy season, uh, but it is getting out and connecting with the community of people that you don't see during the year. And then, you know, we have the new year coming up and it's a, it's a reset for all. So we really enjoy it. Rep Cutler. Yeah, no, I, I echo the words of my colleagues. Uh, for me, you know, we, my, you know, my family, uh, I have some family in New York, and they always come and, and visit with us and have my nephews. And uh, our kids are, you know, mostly all teenage years now. So, it, you know, it's, it's, we have a fun time. Uh, this year, just for me personally, you know, it was a little bit of a unique uh, Christmas because I, um, not to overshare, but was, was, was in the hospital for a few days and, and you know, feel blessed and, and, and grateful to be home and healthy. And I'm grateful for all the great uh, medical care out there and all grateful for all my friends and family for being so supportive, uh, especially this year, which has been uh, an interesting <laughs> year for me. But I'm glad and looking forward to to the new year and uh, being uh, back to hopefully my old self and uh, you know healthy. And I'm you know just grateful for for all of that and to, for my family for supporting me. So uh, so it's a special Christmas day for me. I would say it, it's worth noting that before the you know we started the show, you you did seem like you're you're kind of back in your old form. <laughs> just, I, I, would I say sense he a is. touch of what were the giveaways? <laughs> he has a too much sass tonight. Is that? I got to tell you though, Josh, you, you really, for all you went through this year, you you really have not missed a beat. No, he hasn't. In, in your district, at the state house, you. It, it, I applaud you for what you went Thank through you. and what you still maintain doing what you're you love doing. And even more so, I mean, you were really connected, whether it was virtually or you know, yeah, right. you were very connected. Yeah. Well, that's very kind. I appreciate it, and I'm you know, grateful to have this role and be able to be in a position to give back, and and uh, but also grateful for the strong support of the community and friends and family. Has everything been mostly, whether it's per, whether personally or within your district, or or even legislatively? Do you feel that has been a a positive holiday season? We know sometimes things can kind of find their way. You know, has it been positive? A positive holiday season. Oh, 100%, I think. I, I yeah. agree. You know, mm. I think most of most holidays, you know, mostly around this time, um, it brings out the good in people. You know, people want to give back. Uh, this year of the Plymouth Area Coalition, they run a, a toy drive. And there's been so many companies that ran the toy drive for 
of the area coalition. It's the most toys they've ever had. Um, and most people know in Kingston, actually, a lot of the towns do it. Santa will ride on the fire truck and collect for toys for tots. And mm-hmm. um, my husband was part of that this year. And this is the most toys they've ever collected. And it rained that entire day. So I think people become really generous around the holidays, which makes things positive. And I, I think it it brings a new light and, and some optimism and, and hopes for a new year that is full of optimism is my hope. Yeah, we, we actually go to Salvation Army and help them out every year at the Walmart. And it's amazing how generous people are, as you said. Yeah. They, they really come out and, you know, give what they have. And there's even people who you can kind of tell and they struggle a little bit and they kind of apologize even when they throw change in there. But that's all they have. And uh, it, it's just the generosity has been overwhelming. And I understand the Salvation Army here in Plymouth has done uh, magnificent numbers magnificent numbers this mm. year, uh, more than ever. So. Nice to see. And if you are just tuning in, we are privileged to be speaking with uh, State Senator Patrick O'Connor, State Representatives Josh Cutler, Kathy Lenatra, and Matt Muratori. They are kind enough to to be here and discuss the the holiday season, uh, whether it's on a personal level and what's going on. We've got a couple of moments left in this segment, but they're going to stay for an additional segment when we uh, step aside for a moment. Yes, I I saw what you said, Representative. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Just a little bit more time, and then you're free to go on your, your Christmas evening. Um, let's let's tease the idea as to uh, around each one of you have unique districts, and each district has its set of uh, holiday events. Is there are there particular holiday events that you look forward to? Maybe it might not even be in your district. Maybe there are other neighboring districts that districts that you go to some events. Uh, we'll start with the Rep Miratori. Yeah, the, the one that's my favorite is the uh, lighting of the tree uh, in downtown Plymouth. Um, uh, they've moved it over the last couple of years. Now it's in front of Town Hall, and the uh, the Kiwanis Club actually puts it on every year. And uh, I, I'm fortunate enough to be emceeing it every year. And to see the downtown area closed down, the streets are closed down, side streets, main streets, and they estimated, you know, five to 6,000 people just wandering downtown, watching the tree lighting, and then going shopping, going out to dinner, et cetera. It was just, it was, it was a magical time, and it was, you know, done on the 1st of December, and it really kicked off the holiday season. Excellent. We're going to step aside just for a moment. When we come back with State Senator Patrick O'Connor, we'll give us a little bit of a thought as to some of the uh, events either in his community uh, or district or or neighboring that he likes to attend. You are tuned in to Monday Night Talk here on 95.9 WATD. This is Monday Night Talk with your host, Kevin Tachi on 95.9 WATD. Are you worried about your drinking? Or is someone else worried about your drinking? Alcoholics Anonymous has a solution. There is no shame in living with a disease called alcoholism. Regardless of your age, employment, or any other circumstances in your life, you deserve help from other individuals who understand what you are going through. Alcoholics Anonymous is here for you 24-7 at aa.org. Find online meetings at aaboston.org. Eat, drink, and socialize at the patio at McWiggins in Whitman Center. Sit down with a specialty cocktail and start your meal off with a patio sampler with chicken wings, egg rolls, potato skins, fried cauliflower, and chicken and biscuits. Watch the game on seven 55-inch monitors while digging into braised short ribs, fish tacos, fig and goat cheese flatbread, or koji steak tips. Relax and listen to the live entertainment at the patio every Friday and Saturday night. And don't forget, McWiggins Pub next door. They're located at 546 and 552 Washington Street in downtown Whitman. 
Christmas Eve, 1999, Clement Moore was stirring whipped cream into the eggnog when out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, he sprang to the deck to see what was the matter. When what to his wondering eyes did appear, thrust from the windshield of his van like a spear, was the snow-crusted runner of an overloaded sleigh. His windshield was shattered on Christmas Eve day. Whatever on earth could the poor man do? Not a creature was stirring. Who would he sue? And then, up on the rooftop, a cry could be heard. Ho, ho, ho! Don't you worry! The windshield's insured. I'm Tiny of Tiny and Sons Glass. We come to your work or rooftop, and we replace your windshield. My boys do a good job. one 888 Happy Christmas to all.
And we return for our second part with the Christmas with the legislators, South Shore legislators. Uh, you are tuned in to Monday Night Talk here on 95.9 WATV, a special edition. We hope you are enjoying your Christmas day, Christmas evening. And we left off, uh, State Rep. Matt Muratori kind of gave us uh, his thoughts on special events and activities around his district. And uh, the, we're going next to State Senator uh, Patrick O'Connor, who's going to kind of give us a thought. You have a community like Weymouth and so many other communities down the coast. What are some of the events that you like to go to? Yeah, I think that the season really kicks off um, probably the, the weekend before Thanksgiving is uh, the Weymouth Food Pantry gets together. And uh, for years now, even before I was in the Senate, when I was in the city council in Weymouth, we, um, we helped them compile uh, hundreds of Thanksgiving meals for people in need throughout the, the Weymouth community, but also throughout the extended South Shore community. And that really jumpstarts. And then the first Saturday in December, we have this great event um, that's held in Weymouth, and it's been held in Braintree in the past, and it's called Kevin for Kids, which is the number one Toys for Tots event in all of greater Boston. And we get a ton of Marines that are there for the Toys for Tots program. This gentleman, Bill Norton, um, put the event together in honor of his partner, Kevin, who had passed away. And this year they did 4,600 toys um, in one evening. And so it's just remarkable to see that. And then from there, we have tree lightings all across the district. You have a lot of um, different parades where Santa Claus will come down in a fire truck, like in Norwell, which is happening, I believe, tomorrow. Um, excuse me, uh, happened uh, a, a while ago. Um, and so uh, so uh, there's a lot of events. There's the, the, there's the um, lobster trap Christmas trees that we have in Cohasset and Marshfield. It's just a really, it's a really cool place to be able to celebrate the holidays here on the South Shore. Um, there's so much to do. There's so much good spirits going around. And a lot of the restaurants have uh, really dug in real deep this year. You have the Venetian in Weymouth, which we've had crowds of 40 or 50 people waiting to get in there because of the way in which that they've decorated it. You have so many just amazing spots to visit. And there's just a huge sense of uh, warmth throughout the South Shore during this period of time. So I feel so honored to be able to represent it. And in addition to the warmth, the amount of generosity is just through the roof. And that's something that um, is not unique to the South Shore, but something that makes the South Shore very special. How about you, uh, Rep Cutler? Again, you have a, a vast yeah. community, just like you have a, a, a several communities that yeah, you serve. No, so, yeah, Pat and I have a number of towns that we share, and um, I would uh, echo those comments. I think, you know, kind of think of this sort of the season kicking off. Uh, we have a great event in Duxbury called Holly Days, which is always usually the, right after Thanksgiving, and that's a, a great way to um, bring the community together. They have a holiday tree, they have Santa, they have, you know, local shops uh, that, uh, you know, have different special events. So, that's always a nice way to kick off the holiday season and of course there's great events throughout the the south shore and throughout the district i was you know had a, a fun time with shopping with my daughter at marshall high school they had a great local shopping night uh that they put on with uh, students and different local vendors and crafts people uh we had a great uh, tree lighting in pembroke and hansen and I, you know, I think every community has had different tree lighting events one of my favorite events of the holiday season is always uh something called red acres christmas which is an event that happens like a sing-along and Hanson, yes. Uh, so, uh, in fact, you've been there, I believe, Kevin. Um, I've seen it somewhere. You've seen it, yes. Um, no, it's an event that it was just last last uh, Sunday that we had uh, in Hanson, and it's put on by a, a local family. They've been doing it for, I think, sixty years. I could be off by a year or two there, and it's it's a it's a wonderful tradition. They have a bonfire. They sing different 
uh, Christmas songs and holiday songs. They have, you know, their, their the farm animals there, a couple of sheep. Um, and uh, Santa usually tends to arrive on, I think he tends to arrive on an ATV uh, instead of a, a sleigh. <laughs> but it's a great uh, community event. It really brings the, the whole community together. And um, it's one of the highlights, I think, of, of the, the, the holiday season for me. Rep Lenatra. Well, Kevin, there's so many events. Um, you know, if, if I'm going to choose one for me personally, it is the Christmas Cup Tournament at Squirrel Run Golf Club that I like to start off the season with. But, you know, we have the longstanding tradition of the luminaries in Kingston, which has been an event for many, many years, um, decades, where they shut down the streets, Main Street, and they, it's all lit up, and there's beautiful lights everywhere. We have the Clydesdales there. The Reed Center has uh, the reading of the night before Christmas, not as good as the one that we read, but they have that. They have cookies and cocoa and all the churches are open. And that is just so magical to my family and myself. And I would have to say that is my favorite tradition. Yeah. You know, again, the holiday season, I've had a chance to, you know, it, Talking about Red Acres, yeah, I actually have seen some of the productions doing local access that usually they send send cameras. Uh, the community that I work for doing uh, public access, they have Abington Celebrates, and there are, my goodness, three days of events. Whitman used to be the same way where they would have Winterfest and there would be activities one day. They would close off the center, um, and people would come from near and far to participate in those events. You got the Brockton with this. So there's so many holiday events that, that take place. It's it's amazing. One of, one of the things I like to do, and my daughter especially likes to do this, we get in the car and we like to drive around and see the different uh, holiday yeah. lights. And we around. still do that too. Yeah, yeah, there's some spo- yeah. spots. Uh, in fact, I... Uh, you know, some spots in Pembroke and Marshall I, I know of that are, are fantastic, and I know there's a lighting. Yeah, um, so that's that's a fun thing, and it's you know it's, it's a nice free thing to do too. <laughs> so so as we're winding down the year, um, thinking about either either personally or legislatively, what what has it been like? What are some of the things that you can reflect on and be like, you know, this has been 2023 has been either a great year or it's been a year of learning or dot dot dot. Insert your own you know, uh, word there, uh, replanatra. Well, it's always been, you know, every year is a year of learning in, in my book, you know, we learn new things. Um, legislatively, it's been a great year. I've, I've had some great hearings with some of the bills that I've filed. I've, I've met, you know, some great colleagues that have done some wonderful things, um, legislatively and with my colleagues, um, personally, you know, it's, it's come with its challenges like every family, but, um, we're all together. We're all healthy at this point, and, and that's what's really important. How about you, uh, Rep. Uh, Miratori? Yeah, I think it's been a great legislative year. Um, we've had, um, you know, we've accomplished some things that uh, have been uh, been relatively positive. And um, you know, I, coming back really fully to the legislature after COVID and meeting yes. colleagues, uh, new colleagues, uh, particularly that were elected during COVID that we really hadn't met. So getting to know a lot of new people has been really uh, uh, positive. Uh, we did a, co- a golf tournament down for Kip Diggs down oh, in the Cape. Right. And met a lot of people there that mm-hmm. even know work with colleagues. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, okay. <laughs> so it, it's been good getting back into the, the state house and actually, you know, working with folks. And, and, and personally, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's always good when you have six daughters. Uh, but it's also... Um, 
you worry more too because <laughs> we have two out of the house now. We have two in college and two's at home, and you you tend to worry more about the ones that aren't there all the time. So. Uh, but uh, it, it's been good. They're all doing good. They're all healthy and uh, happy, and, and that's all you can ask for. Rep Cutler. Yeah, you have to give me some advice on the, the college process, Matt. Yeah. We're, we're just starting that yeah. with my son. and, and uh, that Charlie's is, so big. That is nerve-wracking for the, for the parents. He's so tall. I can't believe it. He's very yeah, tall. He's doing great. Um, we had a good uh, good basketball game recently between uh, Rep Lenatra's Team and Rep Cutler's yeah, team. Yeah, how'd that go? Uh, well, we, we're not going to talk about that right now. Shall we talk about that? Let's not talk about that. No, it's my turn to talk. Wait, wait, wait. It's my turn to talk. I think the response has kind of already kind of tell, mm-hmm. told us. Okay, what. so yeah, let's just, let's just talk. Going. Let's keep this ahead, in the holiday. <laughs> let's keep this in the holiday the spirit, spirit yes. please. No, I was just thinking what Matt said about, you know, it is nice that we've, you know, now that COVID is in the rearview mirror, although I mean, it's obviously still dealing with it, but, you know, we've moved past that and being, you know, having everybody in the building at the state house and, and having that, you know, a bit of camaraderie, I think certainly helps. I think, you know, not to draw comparisons to Washington, D.C., but I think, you know, we one of the things I really love about here in Massachusetts is that we, you know, we do find common ground and we work together, even though, you know, we certainly have different points of view on different things. And that's, mm-hmm. that's a good thing. But we find common ground. And I think part of that is, is actually being together uh, and getting to know people uh, you know, on their own space. And I think that's what allows you to do that. Um, you know, uh, I consider the folks in this room some of my closest friends in the, in the, in the legislature. And, um, and uh, you know, so I think that's really nice. And we lost that a little bit during the COVID years. And it, it's mm-hmm. back now. And it's wonderful to see. So I think it's a nice mm-hmm. thing. I'm sure next year and, 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 you know, next year I think it'll be even more so. And personally, just having some health things in my rearview mirror, I'll be even more happy to, mm-hmm. to go and look, look ahead. So. And Senator, you, as far as whether it's personally or legislatively, a little bit of a year review. I, I thought the year was very productive. Um, you know, when you try and get stuff done in the in the legislature, it's a it's a long process. But I think one of the things that's most important is that if somebody picks up their phone and calls your office, you're able to provide them with the, the help that they need. Mm-hmm. And I know, um, you know, with my colleagues here, that we do that day in and day out. It's not just the things that you talk about on the radio or that you see in the newspaper. It's the little things that matter so much to people because at that stage, they've you know literally turn to their elected official to try and help them out of a situation, large and small. And I think that that's the thing that I'm most grateful for and and the accomplishments that we've had is being able to help people. I think government at its core, as Josh kind of hit on, isn't about Republican or Democrat or the issue of the day or to be the loudest. It's to be effective to the people you represent. And I think that in, um, you know, with that as sort of the the basis, I I think it's been a very productive year for all of us because... I know and talk with people all the time that, that, you know, reach out and say that, you know, Representative Cutler or Muratorial and Atra helped them out of a, you know, really challenging situation or their kid out of a challenging situation. And, you know, that's what matters. And hopefully in the year ahead, you know, that we can uh, do do more work and, um, and get more things done. Massachusetts does avoid the noise that um, really alienates a lot of state capitals across the country and especially down in D.C., and um, I'm looking forward to serving on a conference committee with Representative Chair Cutler. Yes. Um, yes. You know, to, to we can hash that out right now. Right? <laughs> the two of us. Let's just get it done. We can get it done. <laughs> but, um, but no, it's, it, it's, it's good. Um, it's a really productive place on Beacon Hill. And, um, you know, our, our hope, I think, collectively is to do more things that continues to move the needle to make Massachusetts an even better state to live, to work, to raise a family, to retire. Um, you know, we, we have our challenges. There's no doubt about that. But, you know, we're working on them. And I think that with people such as the folks who are in this room and others in Beacon Hill, I think that there's 
uh, nothing but opportunity for people in Massachusetts. Again, if you are uh, tuned in, you are tuned into a, a special Christmas evening Monday night talk uh, with the state senator Patrick O'Connor and representatives uh, Kathy Lenatra, Matt Muratori, and Josh Cutler. And we're here just kind of—it's the holiday season. It's not not a lot of heavy lifting here, but you know we're not also putting things aside. We're, we're gonna we'll go back to. Um, Talking about you guys being kind of a team because you guys all you you all relatively work together. I mean, the South Shore delegation, there are going to be events and there's going to be ribbon cuttings or there's going to be discussions and there are times where you may, yes, Rep Cutler, that's true, isn't it? Is yes, it? sir, Kevin. <laughs> now, why do you always pick on me? It's Christmas. Come on. You, you, <laughs> I, I think I, I, I can answer. That. I think one of the things that all of us have worked on uh, throughout the years that we're very, very happy about, and it's housed in this building, is the Talking Information yes. Center. Yes. Yes. And yeah. you know, I think that all of us being able to work together, Republicans and Democrats, when we go and you know to our uh, leadership structure, House <laughs> Ways and Means, Senate Ways and Means, and we talk about these great organizations that are in our district and that we want to, you know, support them. It's so much easier that we're working together. Not all of uh, <laughs> delegations throughout the state work as closely as we do. But, you know, as Josh said, I consider um, all of these folks, some of my closest friends inside of the legislature and being able to work together gets us, um, in my opinion, an advantage when it comes to securing resources for our part of the state. And they had a nice little Christmas party recently as well. And yeah. I got to meet the new and executive the new, yes. there. And it, was it was wonderful. It was great, yeah. I, I think, yeah. we, you know, uh, we should just give a quick thanks to, to Senator O'Connor, too, because he really has taken the lead on yeah. helping to secure the funding for, for TIC. I'm really yeah. grateful for that. We've had a good tradition with Rep Cantwell and, and, and Rep... Uh, DiMacito and excuse me, Senator DiMacito, sorry, uh, and others. And uh, Patrick has taken that mantle and done a great job. So we appreciate that and appreciate the great work of TIC. Mm -hmm. Looking ahead to 2024, what are some of the things when you're, you're closing out the year and you're looking to the new year? What are some of the things that you're looking you're looking to reset the bar for the new year? Again, we have the holiday the holiday season here. You take a little bit of a break, but. What, going into the new year, what are you, what are you hoping for? What, what are we looking? What are you going to look to tackle? Uh, we'll go with uh, Rep. Muratori. Yeah, well, you know, as you know, we're we're starting to wrap up the uh, legislative year, so there's still some bills that are out there, and and one of them that that's that's really close to myself and Rep. Machino, uh, as you know, Kevin, is the uh, cable, the bill for the uh, the cable. Yeah, yeah, where our local access sta stations are really in jeopardy of losing funding with people cutting the cord on cable. Uh, and over the next five years, the prediction is that, uh, you know, these access stations will either close or there'll be um, money have to come from the property taxes and the communities to pay for them. Uh, so we're really, you know, looking forward. We have meetings, you know, twice a month on it and trying to strategize to see the best way to try to get this, uh, you know, passed out of committee and then get over the finish line. So that, that's one of the ones that we're really working on closely with. How about you, uh, Rep. Lodatra? Any Anything personally or legislatively go going into the new year how do you go into the new year well you know the new year is always like i said it's a reset for myself for my family we set new goals whether they're health goals whether they're personal goals whether resolutions do you do a resolution no we call them goals we don't call them resolutions <laughs> okay. um you know because you can always switch you can change a goal and you can pivot but you tweak it I tweak it. We do a lot of tweaking, especially after the end of January when yeah. things change. Um, but, you know, legislatively, it's, again, and time to set new goals, to look at the bills that you filed and um, which ones you're really passionate about. I've talked about the voter safety bill many times on this. I've talked about the officer wellness bill that I have many times. We just had a hearing um, beginning of December on that 
where I had the former police chief of Yarmouth with me and Jay Cree, captain of um, the Plymouth Sheriff's Department, was each of the one of them were on my side. And, you know, it makes an impact when they hear stories. So we'll be working hard on that. My team and my colleagues will be working hard on that to get that over the finish line this session. Same with you, Senator. Uh, you know, we have a, we filed a lot of bills this year, and my hope is that we'll be able to get movement on, on many of them. Uh, financial literacy comes to mind. I filed that with uh, <laughs> Treasurer Goldberg uh, to be able to try and get that done in a bipartisan approach and also uh, from a constitutional officer standpoint as well as um, from uh, the legislature. So our hope is to really move along on that. I think that the state <laughs> really should be the next one that um, that incorporates financial literacy as a mandate inside of our schools. And as far as the issues that all of us will tackle, um, you know, we have a we have our challenges in front of us for sure. Um, we have a housing, transportation, shelter, and labor uh, sort of crisis, which all are converging and sort of spilling over into each other. But there's a lot of really intelligent, smart minds at the table that are uh, looking to try to provide solutions to that. So, um, you know, our, our hope is that we'll continue to, to move in the right direction on those ones. Last but not least, uh, Rep Cutler. Uh, yeah, no, I, I agree with uh, everything my colleagues have said. I, you know, I also just add to that, I'm you know really looking forward to kind of uh, doing some work around uh, apprenticeships and work-based learning, putting more of a focus on that. I think that's something we've been working on in my committee and want to continue to do. Um, you know, personally, I guess, uh, <laughs> you know, since it's Christmas, I'm more about breaking last year's resolutions than coming up with new ones yet. But I, I'll, <laughs> that'll be next week if you invite me back, which I, I don't know if you will at this point since I've been... <laughs> <laughs> You've been fine. Okay, I've been I'm not fine. coming back New Year's. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll have to, I'll have to be, uh, come back to you on that one on the personal resolutions front. I, I will have to say is we're actually going to be doing a, a best of on New Year's, and it happens to be, folks don't know it, and we don't brag about it, but uh, this is an award-winning show. We actually won an award for the Pathways, um, uh, what they had down at the Pilgrim Hall Museum uh, regarding women. And we won an award for that Great. from uh, from the sound bites, yeah. and we try to replay that once a year just to. And, well, this and, is going to be an awesome. award-winning show tonight, I think. I mean, right? Yeah, that'll be for next. With that reading yeah. at the beginning, absolutely, Mara. Yeah, Mara so, material for sure. Mara, especially Matt Muratori's uh, his his closing. He, <laughs> yeah. Closing line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he, he punctuated yeah. it absolutely. Everybody. But no, Rep Muratori, you uh, did a great job. But also, Rep Lenatra was a part of that pathways. A segment that we did. She was part. There was some great women who were a part of that, that and awesome. so that'll be airing next week. Oh, that's great. But uh, anything we want to say in closing that we we have anything any stone we have not uh, you know turned over to to talk about on this holiday season. <laughs> well, well, I, 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 I have a special <laughs> announcement, but I'm not going to I'm not going to announce it yet though. I'm going to kind of wait a couple of weeks. I think. All right, maybe. All right. So maybe you'll announce about it on my ATD? political future. On ATD, perhaps? I promised Christine James that she would be the first one I would talk to about oh, it. So okay. Okay. I will honor that. Oh. That's called a tease. In I was that is right? a tease, yeah. yes. Very good. So, uh, anybody want to say uh, anything to Merry your Merry Christmas to all the uh, all the listeners that are um, that are tuning into WATD. Merry Christmas to all of you guys and uh, Kevin. Merry Christmas and thanks yeah. for all the work that you're doing and uh, happy and healthy New Year to everybody. And um, thank you for the opportunity and honor to be able to represent you up on Beacon Hill. Uh, Ditto. There you go. Could have said it better. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Senator O'Connor. Great way to conclude our yes. number one. There's still more Monday Night Talk. Even though we've worn out our first set of guests, we have more coming up in just a few moments. Stay tuned. You're tuned in to Monday Night Talk here on 95.9 WATD. This is Monday Night Talk with your host, Kevin Tachi on 95.9 WATD. 
Are you worried about your drinking? Or is someone else worried about your drinking? Alcoholics Anonymous has a solution. There is no shame in living with a disease called alcoholism. Regardless of your age, employment, or any other circumstances in your life, you deserve help from other individuals who understand what you are going through. Alcoholics Anonymous is here for you 24-7 at aa.org. Find online meetings at aaboston.org. Eat, drink, and socialize at the patio at McWiggins in Whitman Center. Sit down with a specialty cocktail and start your meal off with a patio sampler with chicken wings, egg rolls, potato skins, fried cauliflower, and chicken and biscuits. Watch the game on seven 55-inch monitors while digging into braised short ribs, fish tacos, fig and goat cheese flatbread, or koji steak tips. Relax and listen to the live entertainment at the patio every Friday and Saturday night. And don't forget, McWiggins Pub next door. They're located at 546 and 552 Washington Street in downtown Whitman. Christmas Eve, 1999, Clement Moore was stirring whipped cream into the eggnog when out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, he sprang to the deck to see what was the matter. When what to his wondering eyes did appear, thrust from the windshield of his van like a spear, was the snow-crusted runner of an overloaded sleigh. His windshield was shattered on Christmas Eve day. Whatever on earth could the poor man do? Not a creature was stirring. Who would he sue? And then, up on the rooftop, a cry could be heard. Ho, 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 don't you worry. The windshield's insured. I'm Tiny of Tiny and Sons Glass. We come to your work or rooftop, and we replace your windshield. My boys do a good job. one 888 Happy Christmas to all. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. Next year all our troubles will be out of sight Have yourself a merry little Christmas Make the Yuletide Next year all our troubles will be miles away. Once again, as in olden days, happy golden days of yours. Faithful friends who were dear to us Will be near to us once more Someday soon we all will be together If the fates allow Until then, 
We'll have to muddle through somehow. So have yourself a merry little Christmas now. Once again, as in olden days, happy golden days of your faithful friends who were dear to us. Will be near to us once more. Someday soon, we all will be together. If the fates allow. Until then, we'll have to muddle through somehow. So have yourself a merry little Christmas now. For a sleigh ride together with you Outside this snow is falling And friends are calling you Come on, it's lovely weather For a sleigh ride together with you Giddy-yap, giddy-yap, giddy-yap Let's go, let's look at the show We're riding in a wonderland of snow Giddy-yap, 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 it's grand Just holding your hand We're gliding along with a song of a wintry fairyland Our cheeks are nice and rosy and comfy cozy, are we? We're snuggled up together like two birds of a feather would be Let's take that road before us and sing a chorus or two Come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. Giddy-yap, giddy-yap, 
it's grand just holding your hand. We're gliding along with the song of a wintry fairyland. Our cheeks are nice and rosy and comfy and cozy our way. We're snuggled up together like two birds of a feather would be. Let's take that road before us and sing a chorus or two. Come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. Stay right together with you. Stay right together with you. Stay right together with you. The South Shore's first choice for live team coverage of breaking news, emergency traffic, and severe weather. 95.9 WATD-FM Marshfield and 95.9 WATD.com. Returned for our number two, your Christmas Day edition, well, Christmas evening edition of Monday Night Talk. And the thought was is to kind of line up some some great guests. We opened with some great guests. We continue as uh, we have uh, two of uh, our favorite firefighters, firefighter chiefs. We kind of call this chief talk loosely, but we don't want to steal it from any other media sources. Uh, we have two fire chiefs, Brockton Fire Chief Brian Nardelli. And Whitman Fire Chief, Tim Clancy. Gentlemen, welcome back. It's always good to be back, Kevin. Thanks for having us. Oh, I can say right out of the gate, thank you for dedicating at least a little bit of time to Monday Night Talk uh, and uh, joining us to talk a little bit about the holidays. Appreciate it. Truly, truly appreciate it. Good evening, Kevin. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy almost New Year. Week. What what are, what are the holidays like for each of you respectively? Let's let's start out there. So the idea of our conversation this evening, kind of talk a little bit about the holidays. Get get a personal perspective from you guys. Maybe give us kind of like a bird's eye view as to what the holidays are like around the, your respective firehouses. Uh, and and also, you know what? Maybe a little bit of a year in review. What has it been like for? Uh, your respective uh, fire departments and and when it comes to local aid. Mm-hmm. So we'll start out. Uh, Chief Nardelli, tell us a little bit how what, what goes on. What, what is Christmas like? What are the holidays like in the Nardelli household? <laughs> well, I think I think one of the things is you you. I'm an obviously Italian kid, and uh, you know the feast of seven fishes. We don't do that anymore. My grandmother was was big. My grandparents were big on that when I was a kid. At my house years ago, my house would smell like fish for <laughs> a month afterwards. Yeah, you're, you're eating probably for two days. Yeah, days. yeah, 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 yeah. At least my grandmother's house. Yes. So, so, but you know, it's it's obviously quieter now. My kids, it's nice nowadays because you know, 
I have one out of college, two still in college. Um, it's nice when they get home. It's nice to see everybody, everyone be back in the house. Um, Christmas Eve has always been my favorite, I think, because that's been always as a kid, that was my favorite. So um, it's pretty low, uh, low key. Um, we, we, a lot of times we'll have dinner and um, we don't do the fish like years ago. My, we did it with my grandmother because she'd cook it in the basement because uh, it didn't smell up the rest yeah, of the house, right? Lingers, yeah. um, and then, you know, Christmas Day today is, you know, a, a busy morning. We kind of chill out, hang out, watch Christmas Story the entire day, which drives my 23-year-old daughter <laughs> crazy. Um, but it is a low-key, um, I think, you know, as they, as your kids get older, I think you end up in a situation where, you know, they have girlfriends, they have this, they have that. So you're trying to plan meals around girlfriends. You know, two of my, two of my sons have had the same long-term girlfriend. So a lot of times we spend time with their family as well. So it gets a little hectic, but it's nice. It's a, I'll tell you right now, I, and I think, I think Chief Clancy would agree. Holidays anytime are, can be difficult, but they can be great as the fire chief, especially as a fire chief, you know, you're not getting really any emails, you know, you're not really getting any big deals with administrative part of the job. But, you know, I think the, the, the kitchen fires, the stove fires, the oven fires, people that don't cook a lot. I think that becomes a big concern mm. early on Christmas morning, early on Thanksgiving morning, Christmas Eve, different things like that, that we're always ready to go out the door because of that. So. You mentioned Christmas story. Have you seen the, the revised? And the, I did. And, and what do you think? I like the idea of it. I don't know if it all came together. I, I, I don't think it hits the mark. But no, I don't think it all came together like it should. That's one of my favorite movies of all times. I just, I don't know what it is about it. I love that movie. Um, but I, I would agree. I don't think um, I don't think it came together like it could have. <laughs> not that I'm a writer and I would have done any better. No, but sometimes, but. sometimes some movies are meant not to have a sequel. Especially if you can't do it well, if you can at least be, sure. you know. I agree 100%. I, I like the original. Yeah. 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 Chief Clancy, let's talk a little bit about uh, how are things uh, in the Clancy household. How, how do you, what, what do you do? I'll reiterate what Chief Nardelli said. It's a pretty low-key day. You know, my daughter's home from college. We get to hang out. We get to see her. The family comes to my house, which is great. As long as, you know, the day isn't too long. They come, <laughs> we eat, we drink, we be merry. Um it's a very low-key day. It's nice. It's kind of a relaxing day where it's good to have the whole family together. My in-laws come in actually this weekend because they travel on the holidays. But my parents will be up. We'll be around. And, and it's a great day just to relax. Um, and really, we, we watch. sometimes we watch Christmas Story, but a lot of times we're watching whatever sporting mm -hmm. event happens to be on TV. We'll watch that. And then it's just a real mellow day. I have to go back and say, though, I, my night is Christmas Eve. I like Christmas Eve. It's a great time. We're all together. We hang out. Very relaxing. It's just good to be together as a family. Um, as far as, I'll just reiterate that, I, I don't have any administrative work. I won't be in the office, but the radios and pages are on because the unfortunate thing about it is it seems inevitably on one of the holidays, whether it's Thanksgiving or Christmas, we end up um, having some sort of event based upon what Chief Nidelli said. What about as far as your, your respective firehouses? What is, what is the firehouse leading up to Christmas or between Christmas and New Year's? Is it, is it business as usual? Is there a festive mood? I know that a lot of cooking is done, you know, on a regular basis, especially guys, 24-hour shifts. What, what is it like? Well, I mean, our place has been great in the sense that a few years ago, uh, the Firefighters Union purchased Christmas lights, and we outlined the fire station, and we start that early. Um, they've been up for a little bit, a little while, and I think it really just makes the place look great. You know, it's a 1901 fire station outlined in the Christmas lights. Kind of gives you that whole Norman Rockwell theme, you know. Mm -hmm. I think if they did it, station one would be the same thing. 
you know, it's that old classic firehouse. As far as the guys, they're always in an upbeat mood, but they've done a little bit of decorating. There'll be a lot of cooking, a lot of eating. And one thing I'll say is it's amazing the amount of food that comes through that door this time of year. People are just dropping off everything from cookies to we've had people drop off meals. It's just, it's nice that they get to see that they're appreciated and people do understand that they're away from their families on the holidays. And I think people really appreciate that. And wasn't, there a, wasn't it a similar type of thing during the pandemic, Chief Nondelli, that you had that you had people realizing? And I think it's, you know, when it comes to public safety, I think people, they realize the sacrifices that are made, whether you're police or fire. Mm-hmm. Um, would you say it's the I would same? Agree. Yeah, I think, I think people, the pandemic... People that normally did not call us were calling us. Mm. You know, I think I think that's a, and I think people began to realize, wow, there's a lot going on. And you know, and I think again, I speak of this all the time, whether I'm speaking to um, city officials, state officials, whoever it is, the fire service is ever evolving. Again, mm. I'll go back to 27 years ago. I never thought I'd be be training to wear a ballistic vest and a Kevlar helmet. Um, I never thought we'd have your average firefighter dressing up in a um, a Tyvek suit to go into someone's house when they have, because we didn't know at the beginning of COVID. So I think people really began to understood, well, well, they're kind of our all service. If you look at a lot of the street boxes in Brockton, just hanging on the poles, they say emergency on them. It's an all linguistic uh, pull box that people call for medicals, they call for fires, they call for car accidents, everything. So I think I think people understand that message that will show up to basically anything you call us for. When I, and I always talk about the first call I went on was someone's thermostat wasn't working correctly, you know, and, and they call the fire department because they don't know who else to call. It's funny you say that because I've had many conversations with folks in the fire service and I think one of my most memorable ones was within uh, Chief Clancy's firehouse, whether it was with Chief Clancy or one of his colleagues at the time, and, and being told stories about people will call. It could be loneliness, need for well-being. It could be, you know what, uh, I'm, I'm, I need help putting an air conditioner in. You know, it's not, you know, I know Hollywood does it like the cat in the tree type of a thing, but uh, I've learned through, you know, that, that one particular that one particular interview and what you just said is that you are, that the fire service is dependent on for a lot of things. And it isn't necessarily when they see flames. I think I, and to that point, I think it's very important to realize, I think a lot of us, including myself, one of the things we join the fire service for is because when people call, we show up, we don't ask questions. What do you need? We just need a fire truck. A lot of times we have no idea what might be going on at that house. The fire alarm operator is still trying to decipher that when the fire truck's going out the door, we just show up. There's no, oh, well, you can't pay, you can't do this, you can't do that. No, the fire department shows up no matter what. And I think that's what draws, so I know it did me, that's the greatest thing about the fire service, doesn't matter what's going on, we'll be there. Just to build upon that, I think there's very few things in life you can guarantee. I will guarantee you, you call 911 or you pull the fire alarm box. We don't have any more, but <laughs> in Brockton, you pull the fire alarm box, you call 911, the fire service will show up. And it doesn't matter what it's for. The stove's not working or your house is on fire and everything in between. Well, the stories that we had talked about, you know, some people sometimes get lonely and this is a tough time of year and they might just want to see human mm-hmm. beings and you get there and you talk to them briefly and everybody goes about their day and it mm-hmm. turns into a happy day, but we are all encompassing. I agree. We A to Z and we'll always strive to be there and take care of our citizens. Yep. I say, I, I say all the time, 
he said, there's not many things in life you can get a guaranteed death taxes and the fire service. You should just be death and taxes, but I'll tell you right now, I think the fire service is always dependable, always guaranteed. How has it respectively for each of you, as you have climbed the ranks, how has it, how, how have the holidays differed for you? You know, when you're, when you're someone who's part of the rank and file, mm -hmm. it may be different. Maybe you're, you're an officer, you're a lieutenant, you're a dep. Mm -hmm. It's different. And then if you are a chief, it's, a, it's, a, you know, it's, it's, it's another, you mm -hmm. know, you're more so from one part to the stratosphere, Chief Clancy. I mean, one of the things I think your perception changes over the, over the years, I think when you're a young firefighter, at least in our, in our organization, a lot of the young guys who weren't married, didn't have kids and stuff at that point would step up and work the holidays. Mm -hmm. So the, so the firefighters that had children could be home with their, their children. And, and I think it progressed that way throughout my career that, if you could help out, you would, and then it come it came full circle that eventually you were the one who was married with children and someone saying, hey, do you want us to cover for a few hours? Um, and then just up through, and even now, thinking about the guys that are there on the holidays, whether it was, you know, lieutenant, captain, deputy, wherever, thinking about the guys, there are guys and gals that are working, not only in Whitman, but all across the country. There's a lot of people away, away from their families to protect yours, and I, I think Chief Nardelli can agree to this. Not too many people had to wake their kids up on Christmas morning <laughs> at like five o'clock in the morning, like, hey, wake up, I got to go to work. Like you'd wake the kids up super early so that you could open the presents before you could be in on shift. And I think that's a testament to our families as well, because, you know, everybody says, oh, the kids woke me up. I'm like, huh, we've woken our kids up so that we could go to work. And, you know, we always had someone hanging out and hanging over a few hours for us, but to get the process done, I always found that amazing that our families are that strong and behind us that you could wake up a, a two, three, four-year-old and be like, hey, Santa came, let's go, mm -hmm. you know, and get it done before you had to be be to work. How about you, Chief Nardelli? I, th I think Chief Clancy hits it on the head. I think, you know, one of the things, and we talk about this all the time, and, and I, our union does a great job of, at the end of the drill school, is bringing all the families into the union hall and having a dinner, and I speak, and we do a big thing, and, and they talk very much about their second family. So I think... It's important, you know, I, I never minded, uh, trust me, I want to always be home with my family on Christmas, but I never minded, and I actually somewhat enjoyed being in the, in the, in the firehouse on Christmas, because, you know, a lot of times, you, you'd see your family, back when I was still on the trucks, we did 10s and 14s, we didn't do 24s, so I'd work the day, I'd be home at night with them anyways. Now it's a little bit different, obviously, because we, we were one of the last apartments in the area to go to 24s. We worked 10-hour 10, 10 days and 14-hour nights and had, you know, we didn't, so it's a little bit different. So if I was Working during the day, I know I'd be home at night with my kids, or if I was home during the day, I might be working at night. But I enjoy being, you know, there's nothing like a cup of coffee sitting at the kitchen table talking to the guys on Christmas morning in between calls um, because they are your second family. These are people that, you know, and, and I now look at these young kids that I don't even have kids yet that are my kids' age, you know, and they, they will be getting into that role soon where they're going to have children, they're going to want to be off on the holidays, and it's, it's important for them to see their kids. But I think it's also important for their kids to see that they are that their mother father whoever is a member of the fire service are part of something that's bigger than themselves and they have a civic duty to the to protect the residents of the city or town they work and live in so i think for my kids my kids always understood that well dad's got to go out and protect the people he's got to go to work today and that's what it is you know there are sacrifices made by families but i think that sacrifice is, is, is for the good of the community again if you are just tuning in you are tuned into uh, a christmas day edition christmas evening edition of monday night talk and uh, the segment 
we are speaking with uh, a couple of our fire chiefs. All of, all of those who work in public safety are our favorite, but we're able to uh, corral a couple who come in on a regular basis. It's uh, uh, Whitman Fire Chief Tim Clancy and Brockton Fire Chief Brian Nadelli who are here. Uh, uh, I cut you off real quick. Uh, Chief Clancy, you were going to follow up, sir? Not a problem. And I was just sitting here while Chief Nadelli was talking about serving the community and how much it's changed since we've started in the fire service. We only did emergency work back in the day. We, you need an ambulance, you need a fire truck. Or we did we didn't do all A to Z, right? But I think what you're seeing now is the fire service getting more into some community outreach and being more active in the community. We just had a Christmas tree event in um, the Whitman Town Park. You can buy a Christmas tree and sponsor it for dollars for scholars for the high school. Uh, the fire union did one. And we did one, and if you look at it, they just uh, the local just union just did a giving tree to try and help out in the community. And I, as we were sitting here, I was thinking about we've come a long way with that because now everybody has that bigger picture of the community, and it's truly taking that level of helping out even farther. We're going to come for your emergencies if you call, but we understand people have some difficult times, and however we can help out anyway, we will. It's funny you mentioned that because I, respectively – you're involved with the holiday celebrations, whether you are the Greater Brockton Holiday Parade after mm-hmm, Thanksgiving. Uh, Whitman used to do an event that was supposed to only be one year, and we're, we're talking about Winterfest, right? It went on for years. Well, I don't even know how long it went 20 on. 20 years. 20 years. Was it 20 years? 20 years, yep, because um, I spoke with the organizers. Uh, the godfather, the mayor of Whitman, uh, kind of enlightened me as to uh, its origin, uh, speaking, of course, uh, one of our sponsors, Richie Rosen, mm-hmm. who who says, yeah, we, we were doing it for one year and it went into two and it went into three. Before you know it, you know, 17, 18 years later, we're like, okay, well, how much longer are we? We're an older group who would assemble. Um, I think they did the cookie drop. You remember mm-hmm. we did that? I was out there covering it for WATD and it was frigid just mm-hmm. to see that cookie just kind of slowly be lowered and go, yay. <laughs> then we all just went our separate ways. But I mean, you had about 4,000 people in town. But, but talk about that, being a part of the holiday celebrations. Like you said, the, there's a new celebrate new celebration in Whitman where there are, there are Christmas trees that are decorated by different organizations all to help uh, our, the future um, education, higher ed for, uh, you know, uh, Whitman-enhancing uh, residents. It's a great event. It's down, down in the town park in the Major League Baseball mm. field up by the Senior Center. Uh, you can contribute some money. You get a Christmas tree, and you can decorate it by any theme you want. Um, there was a lot of trees there this year. A lot year. of creative. A lot of creative trees. There was a lot of, lot of great, beautiful trees done, but there was also a lot of trees that were done with some meaning. There was some memorial trees in there. That when you stopped and for relatives that have passed and mm. you stop and you read them and you're like, wow, that, yeah, wow. And you know, it, it, you don't have a lot to say. You're like, you look at it and you know, that tree was for this person and that has a lot of meaning, not only to the family, but when you stop and like you said, Kevin, it, it had a wow factor on a couple of them. And then you have your sports organizations, you have private citizens, you have organizations such as, you know, the fire union did one. And it's just a great event, and it gets people out there, and they're trying to make it an event where there's, there's food trucks and there's, there's activities for the kids. And it was really a great event. It was a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It's, it's ended. But it's stuff like that, going retro to Winterfest, Winterfest was just insane. It started off as this little thing, and then the entire downtown of Whitman would just be people 
You'd have, you'd have a lot of the dancing schools. They would, they would take up the center and, you know, whoever the respective dancing school was, you know, they'd be in the center and people would gather. And it was, it was, you know, it was, it was a great community. It was a great community event. Uh, We still participate in whatever, whatever's around. We go to the local parades around us. Um, We'll send apparatus and stuff too. And we're always willing to get out, not only in our community, but other communities. I didn't get to march in the Brockton parade. I had a prior (laughs) commitment, but I had been over there that morning, but um, it's a great event. And Brockton, John Marion, the Marion yeah. brothers, trying to dub it USA Christmas Town, uh, knowing that it's the home of the first department store, Santa. That's right. That's right. Of course, this year was John Marion was the Grand Marshal. Grand Marshal. I did question the Brockton Mayor Robert Sullivan about the fact that John usually is the one who is when there is being broadcast by Brockton yes. Community Access. He's the guy dancing amongst the participants. <laughs> I'm like, how are you going to how are you going to keep him as Grand Marshal sitting in the car with uh, without him because he's so exuberant about the season and and uh, and he is community so he marched walked and ran and jumped and did everything else in front of us when we were marching in the parade with his man. wife Joel and his daughter and and they were he was all over the place he is the he is the king of downtown Brockton oh yeah and um John was awesome John and his brother Paul put so much time yep. into that parade over the years this year um in the last few years run by Mary Waldron um, incredible job. That parade started out, the history you go back on that was, it was a Christmas parade pep rally in 1987. I was played football at Brockton High School. We were going to Super Bowl the next weekend, and we marched from the old bat terminal up to, they lit a Christmas tree at the base of Legion Parkway, mm. and it took off from there. And it's been, it evolved in the holiday parade to the point where they had, they, I mean, Mary, this year, Mary set up a um, an ice skating rink, fake ice, right outside of City Hall Plaza. They had all kinds of events, food trucks. So the, the event starts at 10 a.m., yeah. and it went through the day. We had the 150th anniversary of Ladder Company 1, and we actually did it on that day because we knew we'd have so many people downtown and we'd have a great influx of people. That brings in so many people, which is an incredible yeah. event. Um, and the people, that it's tireless work. You, gotta, you look at, like, Mary and John and Paul back in the day. And all the people that assist them, they don't get anything for doing that. They are working their butts off to get mm-hmm. that done. And it's awesome for the community. It's awesome for downtown. Yeah, and you, you, I also remember, I mean, I, I covered it for whether it was the Brockton Radio Station at the time, mm-hmm. WBET, or WATD, the, the Santa Hat Challenge. The Santa Hat Challenge, that's right. The most Santa hats ever worn. Because it was it was the old the old department store with the um with the with the first or the original yeah. um Santa in in the, in the, in the department store. So it's pretty pretty odd. Those are some, those are those unique little things. We were just talking about the movie A Christmas Story and all those unique things about like Christmas and when you go way back um, and 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 you think about how things have evolved and 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 people again like John, like Paul, like Mary, such as yourself that are trying to keep those traditions alive, which are which are great for cities like Brockton who have so so rich in tradition, anyways. So we got a, a few minutes left in our segment, and, and it flies when you gentlemen are here. We can we, we probably could talk for a couple of hours without without even trying. Um, let, let's talk a little bit about uh, the year that was, and if, even if you want to kind of to take a look a, a year ahead, um, knowing that we're probably hitting our stride in the budget season, mm-hmm. um, we could talk about that another time. But what has this year been like for your respective firehouses, your respective communities when it comes to call, call volume? Uh, Chief Clancy. I think one of the things is no matter we talk about the worldwide pandemic, and maybe someday we won't talk about but, you know, still the lingering effects from that. Yep. Uh, call volumes increased. Our calls for service have increased. Like we said, it's an all-encompassing 
all-encompassing service now. So I think what you're seeing is we're seeing a call volume increase, more call, you know. The strange thing in Whitman, and I say this kind of jokingly but not really, we do our first call, then we do our second call immediately following, then we do our third call. It's kind of a weird tracking and trending challenge I face, but, you know, it seems like we get busy all at the same time. Um, what did the year look like? Just the increasing busyness, um, some of the supply chain issues still still are in effect. Um, we're still waiting for some stuff on a grant, but we're, we're doing all right. Um, just providing the members the tools that they need to get the job done. What do I see coming up? We can talk about the budget some other time. Um, <laughs> Indeed. What I see coming up is we have some retirements coming up. We'll be hiring some new people. We'll see get some new faces in and some fresh youthful faces in the fire service, which is great. It's great to see them come through the door just with the whole world to conquer in front of them. And we've been very fortunate in our last several new hires. They've just fit in and they do a great job and they've really embraced the fire service where some of them have no fire service background at all. Kind of an unknown. They come in and the last few have just been fantastic. And I guess continue to look forward to helping them and giving them the tools they need to do a job and really keeping our code enforcement uh, program going, which is relatively new for us, keeping it going because I know that pays dividends and maybe um, expanding our code enforcement program a little bit more because it's something here in New England. I think Chief Nardelli will agree. We haven't really always done it. Chief Nardelli has probably one of the best code enforcement Mm -hmm. divisions in the state. They're just fantastic. That's our go-to when we have a question or a problem. And I think it's an avenue that really hasn't been undertaken yet, but we're working on it. But like I said, me as chief of the department, I just feel that I need to provide them the tools and the opportunities to provide, to do their job and do it well. And I couldn't be happier with the job that the members of Whitman Fire Rescue do. What would you like to say? You had quite a busy year, quite quite a historic year. Yeah, busy. I, I have to tell you, so when I came on the job in 1996, I think we just just broached 12,000 runs. This last year, we did 34,000 runs. So we've over doubled in 27 years. Think about the fire service from 1887 in the city of Champions to now and what that call volume is. It's, it's the, our people do run after run after run. It has been busy. We did a lot of great things this year. Obviously, we, we, we were just recognized. We had a, two different engine two and ladder two. We just recognized the firefighter year was rescuing some people over ladders at central, at the central square fire, multiple on fire last year with, um, under the command of Deputy Chief Galligan um, in Group 3. Um, obviously, the Brockton Hospital, a multitude of fires in between. Um, we also, Groups 1 and Group 2, accepted and awarded the firefighter of the year. It was not only for our department, but also for all the departments that assisted in it in the Brockton Hospital fire. People talk about that fire and evacuation. I was just talking, speaking to a group yesterday about it. And, and my, my takeaway from that every day is we had great people that were there whether it be the fire service, the hospital personnel, whoever, that, that was, a, you know, Chief Clancy was literally standing beside me as my liaison officer the entire incident. I think when you look at our department when we first arrived to all of the evacuations, everything that went on, we have great, great people that did great things that day. And you can't even, there aren't enough accolades. There aren't enough, there's not enough time for me to talk about all the wonderful things my, my, our people did on our department versus as well as all the other departments around us from as far away as Brookline and Howitch, you know what I'm saying? Um, so I think those are all great things looking forward. Um, we have a lot going on. We have, I have two new ladders and ladder four and ladder two are going to be replaced. We're still waiting supply chain issues. They've been on order for close to two years now. Um, we'll be receiving them this spring. 
We have a new squad A coming in. Um, we're building the new public safety facility. If you've been downtown by the old high school from years ago, it is in. They're digging, digging, digging. We're hopefully getting iron up soon. We hope to be in there and by the summer of 2025. So there's a lot of positivity. We're we're changing our dynamic and how we're going to fight fires in regards to um, hose and nozzles. We're buying to move to move more towards the fire dynamic of today. We just we just purchased. Um, 45 thermal imaging cameras, one for every riding seat um, for, as a situational awareness thing for every member of our department to keep our people safe. So so there's a lot of things we are doing moving forward, um, which is great. And, and it's my job as chief is very easy because I have awesome people. And I say that all the time. I have people that bring ideas, want to move forward, and as long as you let them run with it, they're going to be successful because firefighters find a way to make things work. Amen. Uh, so as we wrap up here quickly, uh, what would you like to say as your closing for the new year, whether you want to say it's a Christmas message or heading into the new year, what would you like to say? I would like to say, you know, obviously Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year to everyone. I think, you know, as a, as the fire chief, I want to say, get those live Christmas trees out of your house mm-hmm. as soon as possible afterwards. Um, you, anyone can see, we put out public service messages all the time on regards to that. You're cooking fires, things of that nature. Obviously you're going to have some leftovers tomorrow and getting into the new year and just be very careful. Chief Clancy. Uh, just to reiterate, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to everybody. Uh, we're hoping for a safe and prosperous New Year. Uh, just to reiterate that, get those live Christmas trees out of those houses. <laughs> Not a huge fan. Um, and just remain cognizant of all the safety features over the holiday season. Like Chief Nardelli said, if you haven't used the stove in a while, maybe we take a little bit of time to clean it before Christmas Day. And just have a safe and Happy New Year for everybody listening. Well, we want to thank both of you for coming in. We'll probably have you back in probably uh, late January, early February. That'll be you and you'll be talking budget and you know what what the needs are for for the your respective departments. But I want to thank you for taking time uh, from your Christmas Day uh, festivities to, to join us here and and talk with the folks on the South Shore. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Kevin. Thank Merry you. Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. We're going to step aside, and when we come back, the final segment of Monday Night Talk. Don't go anywhere. This is Monday Night Talk with your host, Kevin Tachi on 95.9 WATD. Are you worried about your drinking? Or is someone else worried about your drinking? Alcoholics Anonymous has a solution. There is no shame in living with a disease called alcoholism. Regardless of your age, employment, or any other circumstances in your life, you deserve help from other individuals who understand what you are going through. Alcoholics Anonymous is here for you 24-7 at aa.org. Find online meetings at aaboston.org. Eat, drink, and socialize at the patio at McWiggins in Whitman Center. Sit down with a specialty cocktail and start your meal off with a patio sampler with chicken wings, egg rolls, potato skins, fried cauliflower, and chicken and biscuits. Watch the game on seven 55-inch monitors while digging into braised short ribs, fish tacos, fig and goat cheese flatbread, or koji steak tips. Relax and listen to the live entertainment at the patio every Friday and Saturday night. And don't forget, McWiggins Pub next door. They're located at 546 and 552 Washington Street in downtown Whitman. Christmas Eve, 1999, Clement Moore was stirring whipped cream into the eggnog when out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, he sprang to the deck to see what was the matter. When what to his wondering eyes did appear, thrust from the windshield of his van like a spear, was the snow-crusted runner of an overloaded sleigh. His windshield was shattered on Christmas Eve day. Whatever on earth could the poor man do? Not a creature was stirring. Who would he sue? 
And then, up on the rooftop, a cry could be heard. Ho, ho, ho! Don't you worry! The windshield's insured. I'm Tiny of Tiny and Sons Glass. We come to your work or rooftop, and we replace your windshield. My boys do a good job. one 888 tinies Happy Christmas to all. It is now the final segment of Monday Night Talk, your Christ, Christmas Day edition. And oh, what fun we have had. Um, and we're going to close out strong. That's the idea. Of course, how do I do that? Well, thought I would invite uh, two gentlemen who actually host a new political show seen on uh, Peg Access Station, Abington Community Access and Media, um, Jared Valenzola is one of the hosts. Ian Deming is the other host. Jared, of course, is a part of the Repeat Offender Club, <laughs> as 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 he has been on this radio show naturally multiple times and I for multiple reasons. Couldn't have thought of a better way to close out my Christmas than with you, Kevin, on Monday Night Talk. And I just keep jumping in, hoping eventually that I will make a new intro cut for Monday Night Talk. Really. That's why I always do that. I always try to get the sound bite in. You got to make the top ten, though, Jared. I you know. might, you That'll might be, be in the, you might be in the top fifty. Top, wow, I'm that far down. <laughs> I mean, I, I believe it. I just want to get your reaction. You, you, probably top twenty-five. Okay, top 20. I'll, I'll accept that. I mean, we've been going the Monday night talk under under my guidance. Um, I mean, and it pales in comparison to the great mayor, Bob Hedlund, <laughs> then Senator Bob Hedlund, Hedlund yeah, yeah. Uh, who could, you can attest to it. He could sit here, he could take one topic and he could dissect it 
for the one hour and 45 minutes that he was a lot of oh, time. Yeah. And, he, and he had, he has this, I don't know if it's photo, uh, photographic memory or identic memory, but he remembers things that he's, he has a, a very vivid. He does. Recollection system. Um, whether it's, you know, a concert he went to in 1975 and who he went with and who the opening band was and who rocked out and what was the specialty to the, to the concert. Right. What was the set list? Like he, and you're right. He's got amazing recall. Yeah. Excellent recall. And Mayor Hedlund, uh, you, well, you know, I worked for him in the Senate and I, I was part of his campaign. He will be sworn in for a third term in a couple of weeks yeah. or next week, actually, I believe. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, congratulations to him again and to, uh, you know, he, he's done a great job. I think it speaks for itself in Weymouth. So former mayor, and he just, uh, well, I shouldn't say former mayor, but he was the former host of the show. Yes. And he was at that time in the Senate and was like, oh, you know what? I got a lot going on here. Take this, do something with this. And I think that over the past, I think is it 13 years? I think it's about 13, maybe 10. So I, I remember no, he more did, than 10. Well, I, I only know, oh, no, I think you're right. It is more than 10. Cause like timeline wise, I had reached out to him, not realizing he had, begun handing the show off to you, Kevin, and I had, had expressed interest in coming on the program. That's how you and I were connected. He mm. connected you and I and the rest as we well, I thought it was the mighty Lou on the phone. No, no, I'm it kidding. was. Uh, <laughs> of course, I, let's not forget Jared, who also has his own radio show, yes. JV Team. Uh, we're closing also, it on six years ourselves. Closing it on six years. Of course, you get Lou on the phone. Yes, Lou and Rockland. Your pops. Yeah. Who does a nice job uh, calling listener. in and articulating. But um, no, I think that we've kind of taken it in a, in a different direction. Again, I'm not gonna try to replicate what the great Bob Hedlund used to do. Uh, so I thought I would just turn it into segments. Well, and it's great. And you know, like your last one with Chief Nardelli and Chief Clancy, you know, as a county commissioner working with them and, and the work that they're doing in their respective, uh, you know, Brockton and Whitman, but in the greater area, you know, we've, we've been very proud at the county level to be able to partner with uh, the county fire chiefs um, with um, assisting them with some storage needs and, and some other, other uh, you know, we bought a mobile training uh, unit. So, you know, anything we can do to, to support our firefighters, you know, we're, we're happy to do at the county. And, and, you know, hearing them talk, you know, the last time I was on, you had me on before them. Um, and now being able to really- Like know, a bookend thing. Like a, yes, yeah. yes. Um, you know, but just kudos to them for the work they do in, in their communities. And of course, not to uh, leave out of the conversation, Ian Deming, who is uh, the other half of, uh-oh, politics. Uh, Ian, tell us a little bit about yourself. I've been here the whole time. Uh, <laughs> and he has been. I have. Yeah, no. I, um, he follows instructions a lot actually, better than I do. This <laughs> is for the older audience, and he's the Eddie Haskell of the segment today. <laughs> I have no idea what that means. If you know, if you understand, leave it to Beaver and who Eddie Haskell is. He was the, he was the one who was always getting uh, Beaver and Wally to go in the wrong direction, and he was the scamp in the show. Okay, that, I, I appreciate that you context. I do now understand. Okay. <laughs> so continue. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, no, uh, no. Um, <laughs> See what I mean? Uh, so I, I like that. Yeah, no. I um, I uh, am a big fan of TV and movies, and uh, have been working at the Abington Cam Studio for about a year now. And uh, yeah, I started up this project with Jared Valenzola uh, called Uh Oh Politics that we've uh, just wrapped our third episode on. 
And um, yeah, it's been fun so far. Should, should we say it's been fun so far? I, I have enjoyed dare, it. Dare we say that? I have enjoyed it. it it's been fun because Kevin knows I generally eskew talking national politics as much as possible. Right. Um, but I've, I've enjoyed it. I've, I've enjoyed being able to, you know, you and I have been able to, I think, feed well off each other and, and pick different topics and different things to discuss and, and dissect them more. You know, one of the things... You know, we still try to keep it at 45 minutes, which is a, a time slot that I'm used to. Right. You don't talk at the dinner table about it? No, no. Well, and that was the working title, yeah, it was not working at title. the dinner table. So I snuck that in there. Um, but I've enjoyed, you know, I haven't had Kevin very, very rarely since college have I been able to have sort of a counterpoint um, for me. And um, Ann's been uh, great, uh, you know, at hosting and putting together the topics and really driving the, uh, driving the program. So it's been a fun project. And... Looking forward to seeing where we can continue to bring it. And, and respectively, where do you stand on the political spectrum, Ian? Um, so, uh, <laughs> just say, liberal. Just say, I, I guess. I guess I would say that I identify as a progressive, Ooh, and okay. um, oh, even worse than a liberal. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, no, I, I. 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 I begrudgingly vote Democrat uh, uh, every election. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm your pretty standard conservative. Um, died in the wool, Ronald Reagan conservative in the modern sense. Uh, if we were to really dissect it, I believe in the the uh, pyramid approach to government uh, as designed by the founding fathers. So a, a very strong local government system with you know strong states. And then finally, the federal government being limited to basically the implied powers they were given in 1788 or you know, a little earlier, but roughly around that time. So that that is you know, sort of a, a two-pronged view, because obviously that is a philosophical approach as articulated by Thomas Jefferson. Um, but I firmly believe in local government, and I have found that, you know, through my conservatism, you know, that that sort of, you know, being a conservative and being a Republican, you know, that is generally reflected. Obviously, I believe in local government. I started there. I'm a county commissioner, and I think we've proven you know, over the last several years, especially administering those grant programs, what local government can do. Um, but I do also think in the back of my mind, what if we didn't send some of that money to the federal government to begin with? What if it stayed here where it belongs with local towns and counties and states and we were able to continue to, to do our thing? So that was a very long answer to your- It was. I'm a conservative Republican, We'll keep it that simple for now. J Jared says he's a standard Republican, but his description sounds a lot more like a 2012 Republican than uh, uh, <laughs> well, a. I think Republican he just labeled you. <laughs> yes, I don't, no, mind, I, I don't I, mind labels. So let's so let's put the, the political let's put the political uh, the politics aside, and let's talk holidays. Uh, you know, here we are. It's Christmas Day. What is ho, it? Ho 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 ho. What is a typical Christmas like for for each of you, Ian? What is Christmas like for you? Oh, um, okay. hot chocolate, uh, dogs opening wrapping paper, uh, claymation holiday movies on the TV, uh, funny ornaments on the tree. Yeah, that's that one's me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think that, uh, you know, it's it it's a really fun time to like kind of unwind relax enjoy the the company of oh boy, you're lucky family friends <laughs> etc how, how so 
Just our. Uh, is, is, is that different from your, uh, your oh, I'll, I'll, inception? I'll, I'll, I'll dig into mine. In yeah, we'll, we'll, Kevin will answer this one, I'll, and I can't I'll wait answer, to hear it. I'll answer this one. Go ahead. Yeah, you know, I, I'm pretty routine. You know, I started this morning at Mass. Uh, I was a Eucharistic minister, which is a, a ministry that I enjoy serving in, uh, very much so, uh, handing out communion at church, and then uh, stopped by my parents. Um, you know, I had already gotten one of my presents delivered a, w- a week early, which was good, because, you know, when you get to be my age, eventually you, you need functional gifts. Well, so what was the functional gift? A lawnmower. Wait, wait, wait. A lawnmower. Push or ride? Push. Huh. I do not have the near. Oh, I, oh ride on. You don't. You don't have the. No, you don't have the parcel no. in. No, but you know the thing is, like, I had a lawnmower with a bag that f- fell apart, and then I had a, a. But you know, I have to hire a landscaper to do my leaves because I I don't have the push mower with the bag. So now I get the push mower with the bag. So, um, but I got that. But then you know, from my parents, um, we go to my grandparents, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I have a niece and a nephew now, so Christmas is a lot more fun. Um, again, I mean, Christmas is always fun. I always love Christmas. I love spending time uh, with the family. And I've been very lucky <laughs> growing up. I, I had all of my grandparents alive. Um, when I was younger, I had great grandparents that were alive uh, all the way up until recently with a great grandmother. So I was very lucky to have a lot of generations of family. And we all get together, you know, on these holidays. So um, now it's a little different, but it's sort of kind of how the passage of time works now, you know, the great grandparents are gone and a lot of the grandparents are gone. Thankfully, you know, Nana and Papa are still with us, but now we have a uh, niece and a nephew. So it's sort of like kind of watching, uh, watching that go on, but they, you know, he's four, uh, Lucas is four, Olivia is one. And uh, watching how much they enjoy the holiday is, um, it, it's, it's just brought a lot more joy to Christmas. Uh, a day that I always had a lot of joy. I love Christmas. Obviously I'm, you know, a devout Catholic and, um, you know, it's an important day in the uh, in the liturgical calendar. Certainly, the the birth of Christ. So it's um, what it's was a great the day. thing? That, uh, I, I went to Catholic school, but I've I've you know since become a godless heathen. But uh, what, what was the? Um, you not you wouldn't say just agnostic, no. Uh, I I don't really care. So okay. sure, I guess that's what, you know what I like what, is, what we, on, we, is we talk politics. Now we're going to talk religion. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no but Separation there, there, of church and state. There, I I Misnomer. can't remember what it was, but there was like the estimation of when Jesus would have actually been born, which like December twenty fifth. I I can't remember how that was. Yeah, the date it, that it's we interesting. On, I was I was reading some things. So the, well, it was based on the star, right? Um, and when you read the gospel, it certainly it, the star that guided the um, the three wise men, men sure. was present in what became the winter solstice. Although there has been some that have indicated that it's it was pagan tradition that picked December twenty fifth, mm. um, but that pagan tradition was generally based on the star that guided the wise men to the manger, which was believed to have been shown in um, in winter winter solstice, which kind of makes sense because obviously he was born in Bethlehem and that would have been a very difficult journey for them to have made um, in summer months, right? Mm-hmm. So um, so I think functionally speaking, um, there is a pretty good chance it probably was the winter solstice. December 25th was born out of pagan tradition, I believe. Okay. That was my private Catholic school education working. I had nothing to do with Catholic. <laughs> I had nothing to do with Catholic school. I will say that so I have a blended family Yes, with me and the missus, and I watch her on Christmas Day. She is, Ian, you think that I'm bad when it comes to uh, doing productions and doing multiple productions. This woman will whip up uh, a breakfast that is not just eggs and bacon and home fries. It's the, it's the, 
Oh, like fruit. Oh my God! It's more than French more than toast, you can, French toast. I can imagine that it all comes out excellent as well. Oh, it's amazing! And you know, her uh, her pops will show up at like seven thirty in the morning and sit on the couch, and I'm like, I was I would expect the little ones to be up at seven thirty in the morning, not the the older folk. But he comes over the house, and so once we get done with breakfast, it's a matter of handing out the thousands of gifts that are you know gathered around the tree, and yeah. then she does this big spread for for dinner and there's a turkey and mac and cheese and ham and you name it and by five o'clock in the afternoon we're cleaning up and saying "Ah, it's over christmas you know it's funny my my grandmother um they used to do a used to like a nice roast and um it just got to a point she doesn't do the seven fishes well, she's not Italian. Okay. So we do that Christmas Eve. The Italians do. Lou and Rockland usually takes care of that. But the um, but it's interesting you mentioned all the food. You know, my grandmother does so much work, yep. and um, you know now we do a seafood Newburg, which is great, and that's all we do. And you know, it honestly, it's more enjoyable. It's more enjoyable for her, which makes it. I think for me, I'm glad to see that it's more enjoyable. Still a lot of work, and they still do a lot mm-hmm. of work, but. Um, you know, that is one part I get lucky. I am unmarried and childless, so I just show up. <laughs> so a big thank you and kudos to to my grandparents, my aunt, my mom, like all those that that do all that work that really makes the holiday that much more enjoyable. But um, but yeah, we do that. But you know what? It's been nice because like we used to sit down, you know, we'd have the sea for Newburg and then all the appetizers and everything. By the time we would sit down for dinner, it'd be like, yeah, <laughs> you know, like you're like you can you can barely you know you can barely breathe because it's just so much and it was all always so good but um, but no it's just a nice day and you know again you have you know young ones well you know they're, I don't want to age you but I no think they're, they're right yeah, I think they're, they're grandchildren so yeah so I, <laughs> Addison Charlie and there's um, Gianna but it's more fun with yeah. them isn't yeah. it it is absolutely yeah. especially the little ones the little ones get so much excitement oh, when yeah. they. They see, and you know, and they, half of, half the time they're more interested in the wrapping paper than yeah. the actual gift itself. And, yeah. you know, I mean that, you know, the older one who's 13, she opens, she says, oh, oh, yeah. It goes back to, you know. Now, what was a gift? I, I asked this on Uh-Oh Politics and Anne, Anne didn't really have an answer. Um, but what is a gift that you, Kevin Tachi, remember getting that you were just so excited to get you had asked for it you know sort of like the ralphie in a christmas story the red rider bb gun right sure. like, like what was that present for you hmm that's a good question ah. L- like a christmas story maybe kevin got a nice pair of uh, easter bunny pajamas he may have that- or he may have gotten the red rider bb gun Ooh. no i think it was well he new- didn't shoot his eye out so probably not do i have both of them still yeah <laughs> Uh, no, it was, I think I get them when I was younger, I get a guitar. Okay. And it was something that I wanted. Yeah. It was an acoustic guitar and it was fantastic. It's awesome. Till I broke it three weeks later. Oh no. Yeah. Well, I didn't break it. Uh, I just accidentally put it on my bed and someone came in the room and wanted to sit down and real, didn't realize that the, um, there was a blanket over it and sat on it. Oh, nice. Yeah. I, can I, tell I was hoping that it was much more. You gave a performance and, you know, smashed it oh, uh, oh, like in the, the grand oh, finale. Like a la WWE. Yeah. So I, 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 I do have something similar re- regarding a musical instrument. But like when I was younger, I remember wanting an N64. And, and it was like Christmas, I think, 1996. Got the N64. Got Super Mario 64, which is great. 
Um, still, pl I, I played it during the pandemic, actually. I played it all, got all 120 stars. I played it through again. But I will tell you one recently, it's kind of a funny tangent story. My co-host on the JV team, Corey Welch, mm -hmm. beautiful family, wonderful wonderful wife and kids. Um, and Jill, his, his girlfriend, will text me saying, hey, um, Brody, his son, they do, you know, those calendar raffles. Yeah. And I go, yeah, I'll buy one. And one of the items was a ukulele. And I go, I want to win the ukulele. Well, now I, th I think they thought I was kidding. But on ukulele day, I text him. I go, it's ukulele day. I hope I win the ukulele. The email comes out, Jill wins the ukulele. I'm like, that's hilarious. Jill won the ukulele. Well, fast forward about a month later, what did Corey and Jill give me for Christmas? A ukulele. The ukulele. Oh. So I have the ukulele. Do I know how to play it? Mm, debatable, but... I'm sure when I find some time, I'll take a ukulele lesson and really hone in on it. It actually came with lessons, and I should do them, but but I have the ukulele, so I'm excited. And I do not break it three weeks later like you did your acoustic guitar. It's all still in one piece? It is still in one okay, piece, Okay, that's yes. good. Yes. Again, you've, you're tuned in to Monday Night Talk here on 95.9 WATD as we are uh, closing out our Christmas Day show ho ho, uh, ho 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 with ian deming and jared valenzola they are the host of uh-oh politics we have uh, about 10 minutes left in our conversation here um so looking uh, looking back at the year that was politically how do you each feel respectively about national politics and where things are heading? <laughs> well, <laughs> right, well, I, well, we, I well, we had a good it. run. <laughs> like I said at the top, I, you know, I always try to keep myself. I, I'm a firm believer in you can only control what you control. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that there's an unfortunate condition that's creeping into American <sighs> political culture and life that you know, people are getting upset about things that happen in other parts of the, it's a, it's a big country, it's a really big country. And, you know, we all were given the ability to self-govern our communities and our states. And, and I'm a big believer that we can only control what we can control. So to answer your question about the state of national politics, you know, look, the, the, the election of 1800 with Jefferson and Adams was brutal. And you had multiple accusations being hurled between the Federalists and the Anti-Federalists back then. And obviously, you know, Abraham Lincoln won in 1860 and you had a civil war. So what I, what I will hope for is folks understanding that in, in keeping things in perspective and understanding that our politics are contentious, our politics are always contentious. Um, there's no need to try and be aggressive about it. It is what it is. Sometimes you're gonna win and sometimes you're going to lose. And, you know, when you do win, make sure you carry out your policies with grace, because remember, whatever power you wield on your opponent, when they're in power, they will wield it against you tenfold. So um, I'm hopeful that, you know, there's a spirited presidential election um, and that people rise above the noise. I know they won't, but, you know, ignore the noise, pick candidates and find folks, you know, running for president that you like and support and care about. But then also really re remember that, the president doesn't have much of an effect on the condition of your schools and roads. It's your selectmen, it's your participation, your individual participation in town meeting. Uh, and it's your state reps and state senators that do a lot of work. And, you know, Kevin, lastly, before Ian kind of gives his take, I'm running for reelection next year. So I can tell you that my number one uh, goal next year will be to be reelected and continue the good work that we're doing at Plymouth County, uh, helping uh, our local communities and serving with 
you know, I know you had a, a lineup of legislators on at the top of the program, and I work with all of them incredibly well. You had two Democrats and two Republicans, and I consider all four of them friends. And I'm looking forward to continue working with them in 2024 and beyond. Ian, your turn. Uh, I think everything is very bleak and bad and <laughs> terrible. Um, okay. Ronald okay. Reagan is my inspiration. The shining city on a hill, that brimming optimism. Okay. And, and we just got chicken little. So yes, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you know, I, I try to maintain a sense of hopefulness for the future. Um, uh, but that's also something that I'm just kind of saying because uh, realistically, I'm uh, extraordinarily pessimistic, uh, a way in which I don't want to feel. But um, uh, I think that, uh, like that as, urge. as 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 Jared had uh, uh, alluded to, there have been times in American history where politics had gotten so divided and very uh, we started aggressive. shooting each other at one point. Yeah, well, in 1861. So that's that was at one point um so i'm i'm hopeful to not get a repeat of that um yeah i'm i'm concerned for the future of democracy uh but also as jared said it's uh you know you control the things you can control and uh you know you just gotta kind of uh ignore the noise and uh you know vote for who you think is best and uh uh you know <laughs> cross your fingers and uh you know ho hope it all works out so where does 2024 lead us because it is it is a big election year not only locally but nationally you get the presidential elections yeah yeah it's you know, uh it's looking primaries. like it's gonna be another well the the primary season <coughs> is is just about to to come into full swing but it's not really much of a primary for uh either party i think i think we're pretty much um I yeah, think I, I, you can, we can dive more, we dive more into this on the third episode about old politics. I think there's starting to be some, I think there's starting to be some brimming or bubbling opposition to former President Trump in the Republican primary. Um, I, I still of the belief that he will be the nominee, um, but yeah, I, I think mo most likely scenario it is, is Biden v. Trump. Yeah, but I've never been totally all in on that prospect because I think that you know, you've had a series of debates, the former president blew them all off, which I said, and I said it on your show, Kevin, the first two, it was smart for him to blow them off. Yep. But, you know, the thing is out of sight, out of mind, if you have casual viewers tuning in to those debates, which I think you may have, he's not on that stage and he's talked about and, and he's often present even when he's not there. But you have other people that had an opportunity to look at, you know, other candidates and they might begin seriously considering them. I, I just think it's interesting how quickly we have whittled down the Republican nominees who who are hoping to unseat Don, uh, Donald Trump. It's it's interesting again to see how quick it has. It's down to what four or five. Yeah, I mean, there's still a bunch in there. You know, Governor Burgum dropped out, um, and I, I I actually had a nice meeting with him in Iowa uh, last month, uh, yeah, November. Um, super nice guy, super smart. I, I think if you know, political conditions were different. But then again, he might make a great Secretary of Energy, mm -hmm. or something like that. You know, he's got a lot of experience yeah, in that kind of a guy. As, yeah, as, as governor of North Dakota. Um, you know, you do still have candidates running. I, I said it before and I'll say it again and I'll say it till the day he drops out. I, I don't get the point of Chris Christie's candidacy. Um, it, he didn't make sense. He's, 
unfortunately, you know, he's you're, you're trying in his candidacy to fit a square peg into a round hole with with his type of politics, right? Northeast Republican politics does not translate nationally, and there isn't enough Rockefeller type Republicans anymore that would help him. So um, I, it'll be curious to see where it goes. I think if you see Governor DeSantis have a poor showing in Iowa, because that seems to be where he put all his eggs. Um, I, I think you could see him fade very quickly. Nikki Haley is surging in New Hampshire. She's got Governor Chris Sununu's support, which may matter. She's down 15 points. If Chris Christie is serious, as he says he is, about <laughs> making sure Donald Trump is taken out, well, you know, Chris, take that 10% and give it to Nikki Haley, and you have a legitimate race in New Hampshire. So we'll see what happens. And we'll let uh, Ian kind of give us his final. You get uh, 60 seconds. Go. Uh, uh, no, I mean, I, I think that Jared makes a lot of good points, but I think ultimately that's kind of, it's kind of a race for second place, ultimately. Uh, yeah, and I think Haley has the best chance of all of the people who are not Donald Trump, but it's, um, it's to me, it's, it's sealed up for Donald Trump uh, unless something wild happens. I mean, wilder than what, what has happened. But um, yeah, I, th I think we're looking at uh, Trump versus Biden again. And uh, in 2020, it was a very close and contentious election. Um, so I think we're looking for another one of those, which I'm not terribly excited about, but, uh, that, that seems to be what we got on the horizon. But, uh, I mean, here's hoping that 24 is uh, a little bit, uh, brighter and, uh, gentler on all of our spirits than 2023. I want to thank you both for coming in and being my guest thank uh, you, Kevin. on Christmas day, Christmas Merry evening. Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. And uh, as I, I mentioned uh, earlier on uh, the, the program is that next week will be, it'll be a best of, it's a best of, of one of our award-winning shows that we did from Pilgrim Hall Museum awesome. about the, uh, about the, uh, the pilgrimage and the women's, uh, the women's, um, the women of the Mayflower and their leadership uh, we had some great guests who are part of that to help win us uh, a soundbite award. So with uh, with that, we're going to close things out with uh, Jared and Ian. I'm Kevin Tocci. Until next week at 6.15 p.m. when you'll have a best of. Stay tuned for more Monday Night Talk here on 95.9 WATD.
South Shore's first choice for live team coverage of breaking news, emergency traffic, and severe weather. 95.9 WATD-FM Marshfield and 95.9 WATD.com.